everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Frog Culture. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's our very first episode. It is our very first episode. So oh, we are right into the tea. I know. Um, my name is Gami. Gami Ojolari, if you don't oh, know. You're saying that's me. I'm just okay. letting the people know who I am. Okay, okay. Well, I am Erica Mona. That's going to be my, my stage name. <laughs> I ain't giving my last name. Erica Mona, Erica Mona. Yeah, did I fumble? Did I give my full identity? <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I have to give the moniker. Anyway, but yes, thank you. Welcome. Um, to listen to our very first episode of Cross Culture, and we hope that you continue to be a listener, loyal listener. Yes, please, because we need you guys. Support us. Support Black business. Yes, Black sisters. Okay. All right. So first thing we're jumping into today, right? We got a little hot topics. Hot topics. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is hot topics. Okay. Straight to it. So the first hot topic of the day is we're going to talk about the debauchery, the foolery, known as R. Kelly. Robert Kelly. All right. So for those of you who don't know what's going on with R. Kelly, I would imagine that you do know. But if you have been hiding under a rock, you don't pay attention to anything, and you are one of those woke people that don't have time for social media or what's going on around you, it's okay. We're going to put you on to game. Yes. So what is going on with Robert Kelly? Um, Formerly known as R. Kelly, but we don't Mm -hmm. respect him no more, so we call him Robert. He is basically... Finally getting the justice that he has been deserving um, for being a pedophile for all of Of these years. And very recently, in the most recent thing, um, outside of the documentaries and all these things that's been happening, is R. Kelly made a fool of himself on CBS with none other than Gail. Okay, Gail, stepping out of Oprah's shadow. She did well, she did well. Um, So yeah, so they had a interview, and if you haven't been on social media enjoying all the memes... Um, like I have, basically he was crying, saying he's, he's been fighting for his I'm life. I'm not a monster. You know, he's just let us know a bunch of things that evidently the parents kind of gave him. Uh-huh. The like they all just want money. How can I hold 50 girls in a room and lock them up? That doesn't make sense after everything I've been through. No, no, you are a monster. You are a crazy, he's sick. No, he's really sick. Because besides the first video that came out, obviously, the, the, well, they said there was a second video and the things he was saying, um, 14-year-old pussy, 14-year-old booty hole. What, what grown man? Of, is he like in his 40s? 50s. Oh, he's that old. Mm-hmm. Either way, would say that. It, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So this is my thing with R. Kelly. Like, you know, I think for years, we've kind of played with it. We've talked about it. We've mm-hmm. ignored it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think... On a serious note, that very recent display of everything that he just did showed me more than anything that R. Kelly is in need of some serious, serious, serious help. help. Um, because I just, I just don't know how he's still this much in denial. Um, also, he was really breaking down, and I'm not saying I feel sorry for him, but that was like a mental. Yeah, emotional break. That was different than all the other yeah. interviews he's ever seen. It definitely seen. was different. And, you know, I think what he's been enabled all these years. Mm-hmm. You know, people have supported him with this habit, this sickness he, ha- he has. So, obviously, he's, after a while, you think it's okay. You right. know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I feel like he knows it's wrong because you're being secretive with it. So, exactly. it's not like you're publicly doing all these things with young girls. 
you're being secreted from sex. So you know it's wrong, at least on a moral level, you know? Mm-hmm. But you've been enabled so for so long, you know, supported by family, by your lawyers, by your security guards, helping you get the little girls from McDonald's, helping you get the little girls from Kenwood, doing all of that. So, yeah, I feel after a while, it, it became his norm, you know? I, it, it really I honestly his norm. don't even know what to think anymore. And it's not like, this is the thing, right? It's like, I don't want to also, like, not, conf- I just don't want to confuse the fact that, like, this is still an ongoing thing, right? And I think that we still talk about his past crimes and, like, some of his, like, current day stuff is what's got me mixed up, right? Because these girls, these same girls are, like, vouching hard for him. Of and they're like, you know, this, that, and the other. What do they call that? Is it the Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome. But it's like, is it Stockholm Syndrome? Because I'm very confused at this point. I feel like You get what I'm girls, saying? Like, those girls, do, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm sure they're okay, probably in love with him. But they look, know? I think more than anything, they, don't, they look healthy to me. Yes, that's no, the one they, thing they that look I'm healthy, like. They, they look healthy. They look nice. They look clean. Yeah. They, look, they look like they're being taken care of. Exactly. They look like they're suffering. Exactly. You know? And I'm not saying that you know that's you know like the whole situation of how they got to him is fine. But I don't know because even you know he said it, and this is something I do personally believe. I do believe like the parents definitely yeah, coerced those girls towards him. They're um, definitely a takeaway that I took, and I don't know where I heard it, if it was from an interview or somebody talking about it, but somebody was like, "You." I think it was R. Kelly saying that I'm a 50-year-old R&B act. Like, ain't no 16, 17-year-old girls like, let me buy an R. Kelly concert ticket. That is true. Your parents are buying those tickets for you. That They're is taking true. you, and not only are they taking you, they're taking you backstage. They're doing this. They're the like, one trying to get you to, to oh, meet R. Kelly. Meet R. Kelly. Like, be with him. Go, go with him. So, that is true. Yeah, the parents are definitely to blame. And I think he did say something that, um, oh, they're not getting money from him no more. So now, you know, they're upset. Exactly. Who knows if that's true? I feel like they possibly did get some money. I just think that it's At like, least, yeah, you know, I think beginning. that nobody is this naive anymore. I think that the minute, once we start getting to 2001, 2002, yeah. it's, it's a... It's a After that case that happened, yeah, why as a parent, whether he won the case or not, whether he beat the case or not, why, as a parent, would you be like, oh, I still want to, I still want R. Kelly to be the person to help my daughter into, you know. Especially when we have YouTube, we have social media. So many things. There are other celebrities. There are shows, The Voice, American Idol. There's all these things that you could, you know, you could have done to help your child. It's too many ways that your child could have got on before. I'm talking about, let me take my kid to R. Kelly. I don't know. That's disgusting. But, you know, you know, he... Um, you know, he was released on bond, then he went back to jail for child, child support. support. But you know, there's news out today saying that someone paid his 161000 child support that he, that he owes. Someone paid that. And I wonder who. Let's get into Andrea okay. Kelly really, really quickly. Um, I think something's Ooh. awkward about her. I think there's an untold story about Andrea. I think that we need to really dig deeper because I still don't believe in my heart of hearts that she didn't know about any of these activities. She didn't know oh, about that her he was husband. Doing. She had no clue. Um, I think that, you know... So, it, wait, is it that she didn't know if her husband was cheating on her or that he had all these girls in the house and I taping them? I think that he, she, for her to say that she didn't know that he had underage girls in the house and was taping them sexually is a lie. Apparently, she was locked up in the room. And she even go get a drink of water, she had to, like, knock on the door, like... Mr. Kelly, can I get a drink of water, please? You know. So, I, 
I feel like definitely her story just seems with all this interview she's done, you know. And then there's that clip on Facebook that we saw, yeah. and she was listening to his music. Talking about that's my family. That's no my family. What. No matter what, no matter what, I'm the only one who could talk bad about him. And it's like, okay, so what do you want us to believe? Because it seems the interview is like, oh, you're crying for help. He did this to me. I'm crying. You know, you're doing all these little workshops on domestic violence abuse, but then. The person who made you the victim, person who did this to you, you're praised him and saying, oh, he's this and that, his family. Her last name is still Kelly. That is still Kelly to me. Um, I just think, I think her even saying that there was nothing I could do versus I didn't know is two different narratives. It is. You know what I'm saying? So for her to say, I didn't know, you're lying. I don't know, man. I, just, I don't believe you. I feel bad you. for the kids, though. You know what I mean? The, oh, the actual children? Yeah, the two kids, I think two, three kids that he has that, you know, all this is going on, you know, with social media, you know, we know who the kids are. So I wonder how they feel. It's a lot, you know, and um, apparently they don't have a relationship with their father because of this. I'm sure, because it's like, it's too much. Anybody really trying to continue with their father and it's your just, dad it's, it's is weird. known as the creature. Can't none of your friends come to the house? Like, yeah. I'm sure so it's just a lot do you of stuff. think with this going on, do you think his music would no. Do you think we should mute R. Kelly's music? I think that there. I think that you know, like when we when we talk about muting and stuff, that's the thing. It's like when we have when we have protests and when we're activists, we need to really like have these sit downs and say, what is the purpose of what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like if like especially when we say things like mute R. Kelly. What, what part, exactly of, what part of him are we muting? Because R. Kelly has a lot of writer royalties, a lot of stuff. And then even deeper than that, I don't even think he owns a lot of the publishing for some of his songs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you muting like muting him in what sense? You just don't hear him no more? I guess or are you having really... his songs that you hear him, like he's the one singing, you know. But what does that do for do in terms of anything? Because he obviously, he's, he's broke. He's not getting money from these songs or no anymore. He's, you know, yeah, the only like, thing I, you know, I, I initially thought was like, I guess muting his music would, in a way, stop his source of income. You know, but it was, I don't think it's his main source of income. I mean, of course, it's not his main source of income, but it is a source of income. I believe. Well, I don't really know how this music stuff and all this, you know, so different what I understand work. about it, it's he doesn't. He's not receiving major royalties like from that, this song. From so, like, his income was coming from his touring, and right, I think right. that was when. Like, when we muted that, like, that his booking started stopping, I yeah. think that was impactful. Because okay. it was like, we don't want you in our city anymore. And that's where he was getting his money. That yeah. was his bread and butter. But in terms of, like, his music and stuff, he's not really getting much off of that. Okay, okay. yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, as now at this point... Okay, knowing that. Initially, I was like, well, if... Initially, I was like, maybe we should mute him. Because, you know, um, his music is what gave him the fame and mm-hmm. the money and all of this. And the ability to feel like, you know, he's invisible to all of this, oh, yeah. you know? So that's why I'm like, yes, you know, mute him. But as you said, it is true. What exactly does that do at this point? And it does seem like he's broke because he's having people pay his bond exactly. and pay his child support. He got some real friends out there, huh? He got some real fans <laughs> out there. Exactly. That really love people him. love some rapper. I don't get it. But I will say on, um, on this note, I think that... There is a lot of sexualization of women that happens, um, especially once women kind of start entering that like peak phase of puberty of mm-hmm. like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just a, a problem in general. 
that we have as a society that a lot of time when we talk about pedophilia and getting people out of here and when we take pedophilia seriously, it's of in like younger, more innocent children. Not say those girls aren't innocent, but like very young children, maybe yeah. like four or five, six. I think also, you know, as black women, you know, the black female body is not after a certain age, like five, it's not really seen as an innocent being. Right. You and know what I mean? Immediately, yeah. it's, you know, the body is sexualized. Like this, you know, so I feel like that plays a role as to why many people didn't take it serious or they were quick to be like, oh, these girls were hoes. They were fast. They wanted right. it. Whether they were fast or not does not make it right. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, even just seeing on Facebook all these comments, everyone was just so quick to say, the girls are hoes. They are fast. You're a 14 year old. But it's like, they're young. You know what I mean? Um, I want to jump ahead because I think we, we like we need to get into that a little bit more, like this whole idea of groupie culture. But where I was going really with the with the age, I just think that there's a there's a lot of instances that we see in the media today of teenage girls being with men that are much older than them, Very. and we turn a blind eye to it like it's not happening. We we saw it with Wilma Valderrama dating Demi Lovato and Lindsay Lohan. They were in their teens when he was dating. Yeah. We saw it with Tyga and Kylie. Um, we saw with Diddy Scott. as far as baby mama, mm-hmm. Scott Disick, with, um, um, with so- Sophia Richie. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, Sophia was 19, but still. But come on, he you like know what I'm like, like it had, what had, had, had it been two years before, it would have been a different, had it been a year or and a half before, it would have been a different story. So I think, like, that's just a, a issue that we just have to really put out in the open. Like, who can young women run to and still be seen as a young woman and have these like, have somebody look at them like, you're young and you're still going through life without it automatically being like, you young and sexy. Exactly. And, yeah, I, and I, I think, yeah, and I think that that's, like, a bigger issue of, like, of protecting our women. Yeah. You know, yeah. just being able to protect our women and not automatically being seen as young and sexy and hot and crying for children or whatever. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about Robert. Well, another interview documentary that's going on is what? Michael Jackson. Ooh. What's it called? Ending um, Neverland? Neverland. Ne- <laughs> first of all. I'm just like, okay. But yeah. I think Oprah needs to go have a seat. And I love Oprah. Mm-hmm. But Oprah is doing too much. <sighs> it's just unnecessary. It's unnecessary for many reasons. It's unnecessary because the man has been dead for 10 years. It's unnecessary because this was an investigation that happened for a majority of his career, a good 10 years of his career, and he was found innocent. Don't get me wrong. I think Michael Jackson is kind of awkward. I think Kind of. He, he is awkward. I think that, you know, he definitely had a sexual fetish or attraction to young boys. You think so? I think he did have some little sexual attraction to young boys. Mm-hmm. Did he touch these young boys? He probably knew enough not to touch them. But I think just the having them around... Maybe satisfied something in him, but he. So are you saying like you didn't feel like he didn't do it at all? Yeah, I feel like he didn't put his hands or sexually yeah, touch, abuse any children. I think that he might have been, you know, like that's what I'm saying. I'm like I think that he might have took them to the pool and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that. Like he he probably was a creep around it. I don't oh. think he's 100 percent like innocent in that realm, but I don't think that he was sexually abusing children because I think I think the way that Michael Jackson's mindset was was that he doesn't want to mess up another kid's childhood. Right. I think that that, that was just like the one the thing about him that was his saving grace. Like I might feel this way or whatever it, yeah. but I'm not gonna destroy your childhood. Oh, man, you know, I try I actually watch a few interviews 
and the filmmaker, um, his name is Dan Reed. So um, it was Gail that's interviewing him, like, okay, how did this even come up? And he was said he was in the UK with you know fellow producers and all, and they were like, um, what stories is that people wanna know or that you know we never got to the conclusion of? And they were like, Michael Jackson. So they did a three week investigation, and that's how they brought all this up. So it was legit out of the air. You know what I mean? Of all the stories, you know what I mean? Of all the things that's going on, you really say. Let's talk about Michael Jackson that is dead already and bring up this old story, this old case. For what? You know, and then it's like, you know, I was going to Monique interview too. You know, she's like, you know, with it being a black man, mm-hmm. you know, is this to attack a black man? And, you know, I try not to always make things about race, but I feel like subconsciously, I feel like white people definitely do like, because it's, it's people who are alive, okay? Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, what's his name? Woody Allen? Well, yeah, Come on now, all these people that they're le- they're, you legit see the things that they're doing currently, and they did. You have people who can talk about it, and they're still alive, but you want to bring up Michael Jackson that's dead for 10 years. It's like, no one, two, three, four, 10 years. I think this idea of destroying legacy is a huge problem in 2019, it is. right? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. it's like, it started off very minuscule with this idea of cancel culture. Because that, like, we don't think about it, but that is a form of destroying legacy. Yeah, Cancel it is, culture. It so it's like, we allow cancel culture to thrive, to do this, oh, whatever, we cancel them, we not listen to them, da, 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 da. And now we're, like, getting on to bigger scales, right? Um, I don't, I don't think, I think the Surviving R. Kelly documentary was, it was important, it was necessary, and it was mm-hmm. like... It's, it's completely different. different. It's exactly. Different. You it can't different. compare it. So I just think it's that different. people saw that, and they were like, who else is a sec- was exactly. a known sexual... A big Yeah, star. a big sexual exactly. something that we can talk about. That's and exactly I think what it was. That this Because people are going to say everything isn't a race issue, but subconsciously in subconsciously. America, everything is. Because yes. why was the first thing... Why Why is the, are we only looking in certain demographics? Why don't we talk about Elvis? Why don't we talk Married about... Marry a 14-year-old. Yeah. Why? Like, why don't we talk about some of these other legacies that that could be shaken and rocked? Why Even don't we... Charlie Sheen. Exactly. Charlie Sheen. She, she has HIV, okay? Had a whole, like, phase and in his, his life. And his show, Two and a Half Men, is still on TV yes. till today. Yes. Till today. Yes. And that was my whole thing with Bill Cosby, right? Because it was like, don't get me wrong, he was definitely wrong. He's in jail now. Are we? Did we need to completely destroy all of his legacy? Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's like when we when we talk about legacy, it's like things come from legacy, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like we have to be careful with this stuff, right? Because if we're erasing all of Bill Cosby, inadvertently we're re- erasing a whole thing of. So black I guess culture. that's where it comes when you say separate the the artist from the art, right? The person from the art. You have to to a certain degree. Yeah, I, I really think you have to to a certain to degree. degree. Yeah, because it's just like you can't tell me that the Cosby show and a different world alone are not instrumental in black culture exactly. and black history. Yeah. And a it wasn't just, world did so he much. wasn't the only actor in the show. Exactly. Okay? He, it wasn't like, oh, it's a Bill Cosby show. Like, yeah, it was Bill Cosby. But you know what I mean? It wasn't just like, his like, oh, little stand-up comedy show, just him alone. Exactly. So many actresses and act- actors. Exactly. You know it came mean? from the stuff that he did with that. And, I, and I'm just like, yeah, Bill Cosby, and, that, and that's just kind of like Bill Cosby as a person, he's serving his time. Like, yeah. he's serving his time. But Which is right. And that's And, and that's nobody's that. arguing that. Yeah. But it's like, for you to say, we not we pull in a different world. We pull in the Cosby own. show. We pull in Little Bill. We're pulling, like, all it's of these ridiculous. things. Bad Albert. All of these it's things. It's not just his legacy, but... Are, are, there are legacy as black people. Exactly. And that's why we have to be careful. Because we, 
<clears throat> our heroes and our people have to fight to, to be seen. Yes. And it's like, we can't be the first people to erase them just like that. Yes, yes. And that's going to take away all type of representation for us. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because even now, like, what good black shows? It's just a few of them, like Blackish, Ronish. But, like, good black shows, not Ratchet TV, yeah. but really good black Authentic shows. Black exactly, shows. Exactly, that yeah. has a positive impact on young people and older people. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's literally insecure, Blackish, Ronish. Maybe Greenleaf. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess the own queen, own sugar, network, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm trying to do a little something. But not everyone like, own is not regular but, cable. But that's not even, like, the same that's as, like, TV. it's not even in the same demographic of what the Cosby Show in a Different World is yes, doing. Exactly. Like, I literally different. would only put Blackish and Ronish in that category. Yeah, and I know people were talking about Oprah with, you know, she, we see many, many pictures of her with Harvey. You know, she's, yes, she's yeah. really good friends with him. And yes, she hasn't yeah. said one word. She hasn't. She hasn't. She, she, she she's kept quiet. I just, just feel like Oprah, again, you are a figure in the black community. I'm not saying that, you know, just because you black, you got to defend everything that black people do. No, wrong. You know, wrong is wrong. But I'm saying that. But apply that to all races. Exactly. I was going to say, if you just passionate about it, be passionate with Everybody, Everybody. exactly. This isn't That's the, the person because I, you sure was uh, interviewing Michael Jackson all up and down his life when he was alive. Yeah. And these same rumors on your show, exactly. Mm-hmm. Y'all, these same rumors and everything were out there. So it's like to me, don't jump on the wave. Over, you're better than that. You're bigger than exactly. that. You're more prominent than that. You have to your voice is more powerful yeah. than that. Like. But I haven't, I haven't seen the the documentary. Apparently, you know, of the two guys, they said you know they gave me chilling and descriptive and like it was like a scary description of like their sexual abuse but this is what i don't like about the documentary because it's like it's not even really a documentary it's like you interview two people yeah so what the filmmaker said he was like because you know they were like oh why didn't you involve the jackson family to get their point of view and they were like and he was like it's not about the jackson family it's you know it's the story of these two people and their relationship with michael jackson you know so that was his point of view, not you know, I just, just interviewing them. That's problematic. That's so one sided, yeah. and it's like you're not. And it's, to me, it's like you don't have hard facts. And I think that was the the chilling part about watching Surviving R. Kelly mm-hmm. versus this, because it's kind of like had Surviving R. Kelly literally just been a bunch of women talking, we would just been like, alright, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we would just been like, well, anybody can say anything, mm-hmm. like just any other, but. It, security it was, guards was there. Security guards, his brother. It was just so many things yes. that lined up. His crew. People who they made had, music with him and they had his lifestyle. the tapes. They had like Jay, they had a whole storyline yeah. that it wasn't fit one-sided. this whole thing. For you to just interview two people, yeah, and just be like, this and, is and it. you know, it's like, are they doing it for money? And he was like, no, none of them got paid. You know, and it's like these two people during the whole case. You know, when it happened years ago, they said, no, Michael Jackson wouldn't touch me twice so for you to not come out now i mean i know everyone has their different time of coming out you know about whatever sexual abuse or violence they may have experienced but i don't know this is just this is just it feels wrong it just it's, it just feels unfair yeah it definitely feels like it's just poor planning and just yeah. like why y'all doing that very unfair but um yeah that's that with michael jackson and um well, this is kind of a slow news week, but we have, I think, one more really good Jesse, hot topic. Jesse. 16 felony counts against What them. are the 16 felony counts? Have I they released that. it? No, they haven't I don't, released it. I haven't seen the... I don't even think Like, what it, are the actual counts? But he has 16. I mean, because all, all... 
I'm gonna tell you what Jussie did. I'm gonna tell y'all what Jussie did. Jussie messed up. That's what he did. Jussie, he he really he really played he got, with the wrong people. He tried. Was he feeling himself too much? Was that what it is? Like, was he too much into in his head? I came up with a whole theory in my head, which is um, he needed the clout and the clickbait to make him a prominent enough star so that in renegotiations for next season he can sound like a bigger Boom. star. Because that's, that, that's how it's all coming together for yeah. me. Like, and I think that he, I really, in my heart of hearts, was like, he did not think that it was that serious to fake a beating. Mm-hmm. And I think that he messed up when he started involving political and... It is just too, like, come on, it's too sex. sensitive. It's, it's just, he just it's too, He really could have just said, I got beat up in Chicago. Simple. Like, he really could have just said, but I got beat said, up. But oh, you said, oh, my God. Said, Homo, uh, homophobic, homosexual, said, the S everything. word. Um, like, come on. Like, that was just too much. He said, I'm everything. I'm all the oppressed. He said, I'm the gay Tupac. Okay. That was at, that point, at that point, I'm like, now nah, you're doing too much. Now you want attention for real. When he said that, I knew he wanted attention. I told you when that picture came out and he ain't had nothing with that little cut. He, he said, like, I saw back. I saw back for my life. You ain't get beat up like you said. You he did it. With a new star on his Not in too. Chicago. And his light skin. We ain't seen no type of... That's what I'm saying. You ain't no bruise on your no neck. You a mulatto. Ah, you bruise easily. Exactly. It's, it's like, no. Like, you you really tried it. He tried it. I kind of don't really feel sorry for Justin. People try to make it a race thing. Like, no. Just trying, I'm like, no, no, no. no it's not it's even not. one of those. This is just... Just my stuff. Facts. No. <laughs> people are talking about... How come they don't indict people that call um, on black people? I'm like, it's not the same thing. This is the thing. This is where he messed up. He filed a whole police report. Now these white people that call at the barbecue. They should be fined. I feel like they, they should definitely be fined. They should get, get something. A ticket for it. Yeah, they However, should get a ticket. This is a whole different it's a whole scene. Different case. You had the social media involved. You just yeah. you did too much. You had your black flags. You know, Trump... <laughs> Even Trump had to say something about it. Like, it was to that level. You had Steve Harvey. Girl. Oh, that video cracked me up. What is Steve, Steve Harvey? Harvey said, <laughs> Just say word. <laughs> just look, look, just, just say word. Hell I said, no. Steve was about to come out. Uh, <laughs> Hell no. He was ready to go down swinging for you. Mike Epps was ready to go down swinging. Everyone, everyone. I just. Like, if you look at all the celebrity pages, they each do. When the attack happened, they had something to say about it. Child, Taraji been quiet, though. I can imagine it's hard for her. She ain't saying nothing since the first thing. Yeah, I can imagine it's hard for her. Because I'm sure she's feeling the same way. Like, you're a goofy ass. Really. Why would you do something like this? During Black, um, Black, uh, uh, what's it called? Black Black History History Month, you know. During this time where people are legit getting attacked, all this hate crimes, and you just... But the gag is, that's why you... He did at the right time. That's the gag. Because he wasn't going to choose March and Women's History Month to be this one his month. He said February yeah. is the time for this. It was planned. He, it, just, he, it just didn't he go He said, as government shutdown. Oh, I'm going to shut it down. Exactly. No. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, Nigerians, we don't do the whole no snitching thing. No. We, we tell ASAP immediately, please, I beg. I'm not about to go to jail for you or anybody. Like, come on, they're young boys. You think they're gonna go to jail for you? Cross culture too. Nigerians <laughs> do not believe this. Just get stitches. At all. 
in fact, we believe that snitching is the best policy. Not me, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real. I live in Nigeria. Uh-uh. I mean, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, but not to the extent where I'm finna go to jail just because. Oh, I don't want people to call me a rat. Fuck that shit. I'm I tell people all the time. I'm not a snitch, but don't put me in situations to be a snitch. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Do not put me in a situation where it's like, it really got to be me over you. Yeah. And especially if you know we're not that me. close, bro. It's only certain people that I'll probably take a plea for. And even certain people, hmm. I, listen, hmm. my mama needs me. My little sister needs me. <laughs> my family needs me. Yes, it's true. Def- it's definitely to a certain level. It depends what's course. going on, too. It depends, of course. But with this case... Man, I won't waste no time. Yes, he nah. paid me $3,500, okay? They probably was like, yeah, and we're going to Nigeria, so it works out. Meanwhile, <laughs> it was a 10-day t- trip. Really, like, how dumb could y'all be? Y'all went for only less than two weeks and came back that quick? Exactly. This should have stayed for at least three to six months. Let the whole shit die down. They you didn't care. They, were, they didn't think about this. This was not a world thought house. At all. You went to go buy a mega hat in to- broad daylight. Out of Beauty Supply on Wilson. First of all, I didn't know they sell MAGA hats in stores in Chicago. I've never really seen I one. I didn't even know they sold it. I didn't sell. I've not seen it too. Maybe they did do their research. I'm sorry. I, I guess. Jesse, you did do your research. He just didn't know that was going to turn out this yeah. way. He yeah. knew I was going to get away with it. I feel like the guys come back from Nigeria so quick, really, that kind of messed the plan up. Because they were arrested at yeah, the airport. They sure were. At the airport. And, and then the day the incident happened. How, how they found out it was those boys? That's a good mm. question. That I don't know. I don't know. I guess Cameron. Lee funny acting too, because Lee was was quick, fast, in a hurry talking about, you my son, Jesse. We have to protect you, Jesse. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Trump America, Jesse. I know, right? Two weeks later, Jesse Smollett would no longer be in the empire for the remainder of the season. Mm. Yeah. You funny. I mean, but what was he going to do? That's your son, Lee. <laughs> You're supposed to stand by your son Mm-mm. as you were standing by him I know, when right? you thought he got beat up. Mm. Tell you people funny acting. Funny. But yeah, we'll see how it all ends. We'll see um, how the court case goes. And if I read that he's most likely going to cop a plea and not um, yeah. go serve prison time. And serve prison time? Not serve prison, prison time. time. Yeah. Yeah, okay, enough of that. Great hot topics today, guys. Hopefully there's more gist and more juice mm-hmm. to talk about next mm-hmm. week. Um, but let's go into some things that we want to talk about today, all right? So cross-culture, again, we just want to give y'all our perspective on some stuff. So, you know, we've been thinking amongst ourselves about some topics, right? Some little things that that we would love to hear your feedback on, on social media or whatever, take a listen to this, and give us your two cents. And, you know, we'll engage in a dialogue. If anybody yes, follows me yes. on Twitter, you know I love to tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that being said, one of the first things we're going to talk about today is what are our cultural expectations of African women in America? Alright, um, I think that's like a question with a lot of layers. And it's relating to the fact that this month is for women, right? Right, this is Women's History Month, so we want to get into a lot of women's stuff. I'm looking for the applause. I'm sorry, we're trying to have technical difficulties. <laughs> and I think it's like... Oh, no. Yeah, we got it. Woo woo! All right. <laughs> we're good, guys. There's no fade out for the applause, and that hurts me. But we're not. Okay, but yes, what cultural expectations 
are there for we African women in this country? You know, your culture, do you feel like you being a Nigerian woman, you have to behave a certain way being in America, that your culture expects you to be different or what? I think that there's just so much that goes into this question because, you know, I've, I've always felt that there's a certain expectation that African men have of you and there's a certain expectation that African, um, like, like African men in America. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's because I notice like the African guys that I'll date when they be with like, you know, African American black girls, they, they're so chivalrous. They romantic. They try and bind to the culture. Cause you know, I'll keep it a stack. Black people are just naturally more romantic than, like, Nigerian people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were raised on that type of um, emotionality. But as soon as you get with, like, another Nigerian or somebody, you all of that is gone. It's like you assume, like, oh, I was raised to cater to you. I should like, know better. you should better. be in the kitchen, okay? Yeah, Where's like, I should suit? know better. Why are you expecting flowers? You know good and well you ain't get raised like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, I hate that. I really hate that, that that's, like, the stigma yeah. of how we're treated, like, like, we should know our place at all times. Yeah. I know, because, you know, I grew up in Nigeria, and I came here when I was um, 13. So, you know, my base, my primary foundation was definitely as a Nigerian young girl, you know? And, and whenever I talk to my family, even in Nigeria, they always say, don't forget you're Nigerian. You know, and that could be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, you know? I definitely feel like, as a Nigerian girl here, they definitely do, and, 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 and okay, let's say in a good way, you know, it's like you're held, like, in a higher pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, in a certain way, like, oh, you you know, you're this type of woman. Because obviously we know as Africans how Africans view black Americans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a negative way, you know? So definitely say, oh, you're an African woman, so you're different. You, you know, you're more pious and you're on a pedestal and you're this and that. You're a mother and all that kind of stuff. But also, it does have a thing like, well, don't let loose. Don't be too free. Okay, you know, don't go out, don't be loud, you know, like, you know, go out, go to school and get your husband, that's don't it. Don't dress like that. Exactly, don't, you're drinking in public, uh-uh. what's that? That's Things what like that, you know what I mean? Like, they don't, it's like you can never really fully be yourself, you know, and we've experienced how that has held us back, you know, in our personal life, socially, um, career, like, go like, oh, we're Nigerian, what are they going to say? You know, we're not supposed to do this because we're Nigerian girls, you know what I mean? can't talk like that that can't be a topic this can't be something i feel like as a nigerian woman you know like there's a big part of us that's groomed for marriage always always and that and that i think that's an issue too right it's like it's like everything i i do is now with the lens of how will my future suitor or my husband view from i was trying to tell my uh my nigerian friend um he's he's older he's in his 30s um but he, I think he came here when he came here for college, and he just doesn't get it when I say it's, it's different for a Nigerian woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it legit is from birth. It's like you better learn how to cook for your husband. Yeah, it's not learn how to cook so you can take care of yourself yeah. and you know save money and be able to cook. It's for your husband, right. okay. Yeah. You better learn how to wash clothes for so you can wash husband. your husband's clothes, okay. Yeah. You better be respectful. So when you meet your husband and his family, family. what are you going to do? Yeah. It's things like that. It's not. It's never for yourself. It's never. Yeah. You know, who are you as a woman? You know, as an individual, what is your own identity? It's just you're basically groomed for a man, for that future husband. So yeah. it's like go to college, after college, the next thing is what? Your husband. We both know right after graduation. Oh, oh yeah. When are you getting married? I heard that like I don't know. 
Too and many you times. know what annoys me? Because it's kind of like, even to bring it like, now we're in America, right? right? And that's the thing that irritates me is because now you want traditional values in a non-traditional setting. Mm-hmm. Because like, a lot of these values are, are instilled with the, with the idea that that's going to be my primary role. I'm going to be a wife yeah. or a caretaker. Okay, but now it's 2019 and I live in America and I go to work and I go to school and I do I all love these things. I'm a breadwinner and a mother exactly. and a caregiver, but my husband still... That's what a lot you know of African saying? men, and that's men where men—they—they—that's they, where their ego comes like, in. I'm, I'm sorry, honey, I'm not your mother. Okay, your mother may have done all those things for you and your daddy, but no, this—this this is a different generation. Let's hear it one more time. I am not your mother. Okay. <laughs> I am not, and I've definitely dated a Nigerian man that um he came here in like in his late twenties, you know, mm-hmm. and you know it was a conversation like, hey, we are both going to be watching this. You know what I mean? Like, we're both going to... And I'm glad he was kind of a guy who was open to stuff like that. But, you know, obviously... And I've also dated another Nigerian guy who told me, he said, I am not your equal. He said, we are not equals. You know, we are not partners. So, and I'm like, oh, I am not... We are not equals, but I'm giving you money. Okay. (laughs) We're not equals, but, you know, you depend on me for certain things. We both wear the pants in this relationship. And that's the thing, right? Because I think that like that, that that's where everything, that's where people got me twisted. I cannot be doing new age stuff like giving you money, trying to be your Helping right you, guys, exactly. holding you down, and you still expect me to do nothing but be subservient to you. Yeah. It's a new day. And, and I get it, you know, okay, you know, as a woman, let a man be a man. That's a whole different thing. Yes, you know, one can do that. But that doesn't mean I have to devalue myself because of that. I don't have to lower my standards. When are men going to let women be women? <laughs> because I think that's the, that's a conversation. Yeah. What do, first of all, can anybody even answer that for me? What does it mean to let a woman be, be a woman? woman? That is true. What does that mean? Because when we say let a man be a man, that means be controlling. Yeah, be macho, masculine. Let him win. Make decisions. Let him make uh-huh. decisions. Mm-hmm. What is it to let a woman be, be a, a woman? woman? That's a good question. What, is what do you think that means? What does that mean for you? To me, it's let me have emotion. Mm-hmm. Let me guide. Right. Because we're really, really smart. Exactly. Smart. Let me use my wisdom because I believe women have wisdom. Yes. There is something that men don't really have. Men just kind of, they have logic. Yeah. You know, I'll give that to men. Men have logic. Women have wisdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me feel beautiful and find mm-hmm. my beauty and have beauty in all that I do. Mm-hmm. Men don't do that. They always try to tell you, you need to do this. You need to lose weight. You need to do this. You need to figure Look out. You way. need to dress a certain way. Your your husband is nobody gonna want to be with the woman that's over this size. How you gonna snap yeah. back after I just gave birth? Mm-hmm. After I just gave life? How am I gonna? How's my body gonna look after I just went through that whole mm-hmm. ordeal for my husband? Yeah, yeah. When are we gonna just let women be women? Let women be women. You know, and don't take our emotions as weakness because exactly. it's not a weakness. You know, like. With even with a man being so masculine, that could be a weakness too. You I know think what I mean? That is a so with us being emotional, it's emotional intelligence is really it's important. It's important. It's very important, like, you know, to move through life with some type of emotional intelligence. You can't not, you know, not be aware of people's emotions or feelings. Yeah. Life is not that way. You know what I mean? You cannot be aware of your emotions. emotions exactly. And that's where, like, men really, because it's so much that men put on women, especially in African communities, right? Because it's like, let's be honest, 
as Africans, a lot of these men aren't allowed to feel. They're mm-hmm. not allowed to to, to understand, cry, to, cry, to, mm-hmm. to be weak, to do this. You know, like they, they have a lot of expectations on them too. I don't want to make it seem like right. I know you black know, men in general. like we've been the only ones groomed for something. You yeah. Know? Yes, men, you have been coddled your entire life a lot, but... But this to, is a man's world. But this is a man's this is a, world, let's just right? Be real. It's like, a man's world. It's a man's world. But there are men out there who who maybe innately you bonded better with women, but you weren't allowed to, mm-hmm. you know, or you you did feel stuff. And a lot of times I feel like emotional men, their emotion turns to rage. That's when we get angry men. That's when we get abusive men. Yeah. That's when we get egotistical men. Because they don't know what to do with their emotions. They, they they weren't taught that there is another category for this feeling. Yeah. You were taught these these toxic categories for your feelings. And that's what aligns with manhood. Yeah. So it's just like all of that really comes to play. And I just think that now we're in America. We're trying to make things better for ourselves. It, it's kind of like it's, it's hard. Re- My question is, as an African that you come into this country, you're here for a reason, right? I mean, yes, not everything about this country is good. You know, we see all these things in the news that's going on. They're, Americans are not perfect. The country is not perfect. However, there are some good things and bad things. And as some of the sense, we take the good things. And as Africans, there's so many bad things about our culture yes. that we need to let go. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why a lot of us, or well, a lot of African countries and societies, are in the position that they're still in because they're not, they're not letting go of the negative parts of their culture. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, just to keep this as an open dialogue, I don't think this is something that is just specific to African women, right? I think oh, yeah, this is no. something that's specific to, to women in general, especially mm-hmm. women of an ethnic descent, Yeah. right? Be it black women, Mexican women, Indian, Latin, Indian whatever. Asian. We this all got same, that same thing. It's the same storyline. Exactly. It's the same thing. It really is the same thing. So it's kind of like, I want to pose the question to women now, how do we break that without being seen as callous or, like, you know, overly independent? Because I, I don't want people to have this idea that, like, now I'm a woman, I don't need no man, whatever, whatever. Because it's like, everybody needs somebody. Everybody mm-hmm. needs companionship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Adam and Eve and all of that beautiful stuff. Um, but it's kind of like, where do we find this balance? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I feel like the balance is within ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, just... Not letting society or family or culture hold up, huddle, hold us back too much, because that holds a lot of women back. You know, they can't be. They don't. You don't even know who you are, because that's one thing I realized about myself. Because um, um, I think this year, uh, well, I go to therapy. Just put that out there. You know, just to get things off my chest and stuff like that. And I realized that okay, without my family, you know how they view me or their expectations about me. How, who am I? You know what I mean? What do I think about myself Myself as Erica? Because when I think about myself, oh, oh, my mom thinks I'm a good girl, I'm a this girl, I'm a, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's like, how would I define myself? So I've allowed my culture and my family to define who I am, you know, and I make my decisions based on what my family would think. I mean, of course, you know, you should care about your, your family's perspective. perspective perspective about the about you and all that kind of stuff however it's your life at the end of the day you know you have to care about what you want to do you want to you have to care about it's your life they're not going to live your life for you if you're suffering if you're going through this all they're going to say is what's sorry you know but they're not going to live it for you and what i had to realize is that okay who am i and i have to like deep 
deep, dig deep and figure out what do I want for myself and how do I define myself. And then I could maneuver through this life, you know, mm-hmm. in a better way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever ch- challenges I face, I can face it with a clearer mind, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to be overly, I don't know, you know, yeah, not devalued or feel small. We as well, we have to find the moments to free ourselves of expectation. Yeah. Um, because it's like, expectation is the first ingredient of disappointment sometimes. It is, it is. Um, and it's just kind of like, what, if you just go forward and just try to do things, you can do it without fear. Yeah. And I find that for me, a lot of the time, I have this expectation of what I should be as a woman instead of what I am And as it a creates woman. fear. And it just creates this fear within myself. Fear. I'm not allowed to... Sometimes I feel like I'm not allowed to love myself as I am because I'm not what I'm supposed to be. So that means you're putting others, you know, point of view. Exactly. Over yours. Over myself. And then you, you see yourself with the way they see you. And it's like, especially for me, you know how many times, like, especially for me as, like, the American-raised Nigerian uh-huh. girl, how I sometimes have this fear of, like, dang, my, whoever I'm married, they're not going to mess with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I marry a Nigerian, they're not going to mess with me okay, because so I'm, like, not Nigerian I'm not Nigerian enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't speak Yoruba fluently mm-hmm. or, um, you know, there's just even some cultural things that I just kind of don't agree with right. or um, just some things I, I, I can't even fully relate to. I just don't know or, you right. know, like that. It's like they're not going to see me as a good enough Mm-hmm. woman, well just because, well-cultured Nigerian girl, because of that, and I, and I feel like that's just disappointing, right, like, to feel like I can't even fully date within my own ethnicity, because I'm not going to be valued 100% You're within not my enough. own ethnicity, mm-hmm. like, I'm too diluted mm-hmm. as a Nigerian girl, like, even though, like, yeah, it's not, like, if you meet my family, I, I guess I would be the black sheep, everybody else speaks Yoruba, and, you know, they have these conversations, and it's not like I don't come from this, like, rich cultural house but I just wasn't you know I grew up here so I do have like both of those things yeah. in me um but it's kind of like I, I I just you know how Africans and people look at black people sometimes mm-hmm. um which is like a whole nother conversation in itself but it's like it's so unfortunate that I have to have that burden mm-hmm. of being the the American African yeah, I feel like asking parents, they're so much in denial. It's like, you come into this country, and you have your kids here, or you bring them at a very young age. You think they're going to be full-blown Nigerians, or full-blown Ghanaians, or whatever? No, that's impossible. They are not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's your environment. That, that's going to play a role in how you are, how you're, how you're raised. It's not like you live in your house, inside your house for the rest of your life. You're going to go to school. You're going to go out. You're going to go to different events with different people, different culture. And the primary culture in this country is not African, it's not Nigerian. So a lot of Nigerian parents, there's so much in denial they expect their kids to to be completely Nigerian and to do the whole nine yards. But it's like, come on now, you're in a different country. Exactly. Be real, be real with yourself. You raised me in a whole different country and expected me to be in this cocoon of our culture. Exactly. It's just not how it is. It's not, it's not. All of the story, ladies, please be yourselves. Be yourselves. Okay. Be Don't let your asking culture hold you back. Don't right. let it make you scared to make certain decisions, whether it's career, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's... I remember when I, I used to want to be a doctor, um, and I think one of my uncles was saying, oh, my God, I, 
Pooping a doctor, you don't have time for your husband at home. Why? Why is that the next thing? Like, why? Why? Why is that the? Why is that a conversation? And you know what? Shout out to my sister-in-law that's a doctor because Woo-hoo. she's a doctor and a and mom she's doing it and a wife and she's doing it mm-hmm. all. So mm-hmm. shout out to her and that just proves you're wrong. Yep. So yes, um, ladies, be yourself, despite whatever con- uh, culture you're from. Be yourself. Be you. Get to know who you are. View yourself in your own light. Don't let other people' definition or point of view or expectations define who you should be. Period. Yes. What was the other thing you still want to talk about? All right, so this conversation, um, it almost kind of goes back to the whole R. Kelly thing, right? Because as we were talking about this R. Kelly thing, of course the argument is always going to come up of, well, the girls kind of solicited themselves or whatever, whatever, this, any other. And I want to really take a moment to talk about groupie culture. Um, and not just groupie culture, but really the question that we are posing today is, what is the fine line between you having a man take care of you versus you being a gold digger, digger, like a hoe, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. a prostitute. I just saw a video the other day on Twitter where this woman was basically saying, like, women be prostituting themselves without even knowing it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you really have the expectation that just because you're sleeping with a man that he has to get you stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he's supposed to give you this, this, that, and the other. And, of course, you know, women was going back with, like, well, if you laying with me and I'm giving you my body and so on and so forth. And she was like, well, here's the simple answer for it. You give him some, he's giving you some. Therefore, that is the exchange. Yeah, that like, is which is true, right? Like, that is the exchange. Like, the exchange is not automatically... Yeah, well, I slept with you, so therefore I Give need some money. I need money. I need rings. Supposed to be paying the bill because, like, season. that is low key prostitution. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I think this is like an all around man and woman thing in different cultures across the, you know, um, the board. It is like that. Like, you know, you do expect a man to take care of you. You know, and a woman should take care of a man too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But the question is, you know, I guess when we think about a man taking care of us, we only we mainly think about financial, like mm-hmm. finances, mm-hmm. money. That's the main thing we think about. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't really think about, oh, you know, he Being was supported. there for exactly yeah. emotionally or mentally or was, you know, there for when I needed something. Right. But it's more like, well, did he pay this bill? Okay, did he give me this money? You know, um, I think even also as an asking man, it's also part of it too. Like a man should take care of you. You know, like it's like the man should be the one to pay. You know, pay all the bills. It's like you know, like you're doing this thing with a man. Okay, what are you getting in return? Like you know. Um, do I feel that way? No, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like, I feel like, you know, if you're sleeping with a man, it is a mutual exchange, you know? And if by you expecting money, then I guess, are you, I feel like you're devaluing yourself in a way, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is it, is it, are you selling mango, banana, I guess it's your body, I guess your body is the meal. Hey, I guess it is a meal, right? You know what they say, it's a snack, it's a meal, so I guess that's, he's paying for the meal, you know? But, as you said, he's also, you. he's also giving you some, you know? It's not just a, you know, I'm just doing it. Well, some people just do it just for the money. And in that case, it is prostitution or you being a gold digger. Yeah, because I think that we need to, like, really address that, right? Because a lot of the time, because when some women really go so far looking for this man that's going to do this and do that for them mm-hmm. and take care of them, you put yourself in predicaments. Yeah. You put yourself in a predicament all because of what? Like, I, when, when when I hear women, like, really get into this rant, because it is, it is a different thing to say, I'm in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. and, 
you know, I, I didn't have money for groceries this mm-hmm. week. So my man came yeah, through and bought me of groceries. Course, of course. That's different. You, yeah. t- you you helping me out, you taking care of me and somebody that you love and care yeah, for. Yeah. Because I do that in the same return. But like we sleep with each other and stuff and it's like, okay. Yeah, um, like you know you gonna put gas in my car, you gonna do this, you gonna do that. And it's like I don't wanna act like you know, I don't think these things like some of these things are too much or too little, but it's just kind of like, why? Yeah. Like, no, for real. Like, why? Like, why do you expect that? Because it's like, this is why women get their feelings hurt sometimes. Why? Do you really think that what you got is that great that you deserve all of that? Like, some women really think, like, they just they just doing a lot and they, you know, they serving it up in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're not doing nothing special. Right. You're not. I mean. Because somebody else can serve it up just like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. they can't. It's just a I fact. don't know. I guess it's the world we live in, you know, because I don't even know. Like, what is the fine line? Okay, like, if if someone says they want to marry a rich man, are they a gold digger? I want to marry a man who's rich. No, that's an aspiration. Exactly. I don't and need to marry a rich man. Like, I would be with a man, like, by me saying I want to marry a man who's rich. All my husband's be a rich man because I want to be a rich man on my own, not exactly. rich. But I, I would be with him through the process process of him getting rich. Exactly. Becoming rich. You exactly. know what I mean? Um, I'm not gonna say, oh, because right now you don't you're not rich, I'm not gonna be with you or you date rich man. Right. No, that's not the case. You know what I mean? However you may become rich, you know what I mean? You gotta be rich. But um I, I don't know. It is it's a it is definitely a thin line. Definitely and even as women we do expect well, when I think do I expect no, I don't expect money after that type of transaction. <laughs> After that type of exchange, I don't expect money. I don't. Like no. I don't. I don't know. For me, it's just like, and you know, this is where my pride comes in. Like I'm, a, I like my pride come in in like the most awkward ways sometimes. Like it just comes in, in like the mm-hmm. weirdest ways. Like my pride with guys is so different. Like where most women like just expect certain things or like always know how to finesse dudes for stuff. I have never been a finesser. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, me too. if a dude, if a guy buy me food or something, on me, I probably find a way to repay him. Yeah, like, or, like, like I, I got you I'll, next time. I'll, exactly, yeah. I get him next time, or I cook because I can never, ever in my life have a guy say have something over me. I know. I just me can't. Too. I cannot have a man ever tell me. Well, when I was doing this, you weren't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I really need to know for my own sanity that the basis of our relationship. Is like you really, you really mess with me for who I am as a person. Right. I mess with you for who you are as a person. I cannot have any like you, you with me for my body. Therefore, I'm with you for your money. Like I cannot have anything like that in the back of my mind. I will go crazy. Like I cannot deal with it. I quite frankly don't even really like girls that like are gold diggers in that sense because yeah. to me it's just be it's just like so. What's your ambition in life for for yourself? What do you plan on doing? Cause I know a lot of girls that really went to certain schools just so they could meet like draft picks, right? You know, like right, who right. who who really made a lifestyle of like going to clubs and lounges on certain to nights meet. to be noticed to and be to meet this kind of man that would take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, so your whole life is just about to be based off of him. Like, yeah. you can't pay for nothing yourself. Like you, like if you said you and your girls want to go on vacation, you will have to really manipulate how you gonna get that money. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I think this is a deep culture, you know, with, you know, with relying or expecting a man to pay for you, you know, because mm-hmm. even think about back in the day in Nigeria, so like, you know, when, 
you know, women used to marry young, and men, a lot of times, men married a lot of women, you know, at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, a young girl is marrying an older man, why? So the man can take care of him. I mean, of course, for the man, for his own pleasure, but in your head, you're, you know, as a young girl, you're told that a man takes care of you. But I think a lot of that comes from this idea. This is when women really didn't have options. Like mm-hmm. you, you couldn't go to school mm-hmm. like that. Like you really couldn't get a good paying job. Like exactly. you, you know, like that was the come up for you. That's but true. now that we live in a society where it's like women are doctors, women are running yeah. for president, women are in political offices, lawyers, engineers, yeah. CEOs, where women are running things yeah. on their own. Like if that's really your only come up, I'm then sorry. You have, you have a problem. Yeah. Like, you have no ambition. There's nothing that you wanted to do for yourself. And I know a lot of girls, like, that's their that's their they lane. Like, drug de- yeah, drug, drug dealers. Like, I don't care he sell drugs. Yeah. He got that money. Like, if that's really what you want, you don't care what could happen to you. You could be in a drug race. You could go to jail. You mm-hmm. could do, you could do mm-hmm. anything. Like, even being a stripper, it's a difference between being a stripper to hustle and using stripping as a motive to get you somewhere right. and just seeing... People with thousands of dollars. I ain't gonna lie, I look tender. But thousands of dollars and just like this is quick and easy money and that's yeah. just it. Like, and that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm hopefully gonna meet a baller or somebody. Cause then you end up with Black China. It's a difference between <laughs> being Black China, being Amber Rose, being Cardi B, being, you know, all of these women came from stripping, being Nene Leaks, mm-hmm. you know, Jocelyn Hernandez. Mm-hmm. These are all women that started off stripping. And some of them flipped the bag and some of them still chasing it, like Alexis Sky. I don't really know what she's trying to do. Girl, she is still struggling. She's still struggling. You know what I'm saying? Because she never had no ambition. At she all. thought and Fetty was going to be her way out. But Fetty don't. Fetty not that type right, of dude. Right, right. Fetty is not that type of dude. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do? It's just crazy, you know, the length at which people will go. Some women will go for money. You know, I think I sent you that thing on Facebook. Well, um, this girls, I guess they went to, was it Dubai or some oh, Arabic yeah. country? And, um, they were told they were gonna be paid forty thousand dollars, so they got paid ten k for agreeing to do it at first. Mm-hmm. And then when they got there, you know, they were on a on a boat, on a big boat, living life. Then you know they were taken to a room. So it was one woman and three men, and you know the, all the men slept with her, and you know they peed on her, you know. Mm-hmm. So after that first set, they paid them another ten k or so. Then the final set was. <laughs> They, the man <laughs> defecated, shitted on her. Yeah, they you know, ejaculated on her, her face and everything. But shit, come on now, someone but, shit on your body. And it was loose. They said it was it loose. Was, it was like, it's true. But no, but legit, she said she was throwing up like she was trying to move away. But he slapped her like, don't move, you know. But she kept on throwing up as the man was shitting on her. Um, so she didn't reach, you know, but they didn't pay her because she wasn't really, you know, being obedient, being calm, you know, through that whole process. But she's like, hey, I got my little 20K, you know, I'm, I'm cool, maybe 20 or 10K, whatever, yeah. I'm cool with that. But it's like, and I do, I do believe that, you know, someone out here are doing these things, you know what I mean, for money. I guess, would that be quick, easy money to be shitted on? It's not easy. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> Listen, it's quick. Quick, but it ain't easy. not easy. Exactly. Because I can't eat, I, personally, I don't even like people touching me. So it's like, yeah, no. It's like all them bodies on you. Ooh, nasty body. She's not even attracted to, like, ew. Yeah, like, some ew, money. Like, I guess the money rules the world. I, I really, want some money. I'm picky, bro. I can't eat, man. I can't. I'd rather bro be broke and suffer and, you know, and. Seriously. Exactly. Work, Seriously. work hard than to suffer beat. 
Like I, I, I rather, I definitely rather like, yeah. It's, it's. I, I, you know, whatever. Shout out to sex workers or whatever, but I can't be one. I can't. I can't. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Especially I, if it wasn't like you were, you know, sex trafficked or you know, kidnapped or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. Where like after a while, that becomes your whole life. You have a pimp who's in control of your life and moves into. Because I've watched so many documentaries where like you know. They're being told that we will kill you and your family if you escape, you know? So, but those, because there are some who willingly, you yeah, know, want like, to do this. That's like, yeah. I'm going to flip it back for you. Yeah. But after a while, you get addicted to it. After a while, that's all you do. It's really hard for, it's hard for some of them to get out of it, to get out of that lifestyle. It's hard for some strippers to stop stripping. And yeah, then yeah. they get so deep into lifestyle, they start doing drugs, you know, to keep up with it and everything. Yeah, no. I, I ain't doing that's that. That's a big I'm okay where I am. I'm sticking to my little job. And my little out. nine to five. You okay? I'll hustle. I will. Hopefully we get a little fashion over the deal loft. Right. <laughs> Something. Something. I don't know. May God help us all. But women, please, keep your dignity. You know, money's everything. I mean, money's a lot of things, but it's not everything. Respect, respect. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you guys. But yeah, what else is on the menu today? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so those are our, our little, you know, topic points. Y'all, please get back to us on social media yes. if you have any clapbacks, any comments, any clarity on anything that we have just said. And what questions did we say we had for them? Uh, you know, just... What does it mean to be a woman? Yeah, what does it mean to be an African, African-American, ethnic woman in America? Like, what is that expectation for you? Yeah. And then secondly, what is that fine line between being a gold digger and having your man take care Girl. of you? So, the next thing that we have on the list, uh, well, African highlights, black excellence. Yeah, shout you out know. to black excellence. It's, um, you know, as we all know, it is International Women's Day was yesterday. yesterday. Let's just put a timestamp on when we're shooting this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, International Women's Day was yesterday, and it is Women's Month, Month Women's yes. Heritage Month, or whatever. Um, so, you know, we're spotlighting definitely women. Uh, we're black, so we spotlight black women. <laughs> um and we each have a person um yeah I, you uh, go for it. the woman that i have her name is adironke renee and she is the founder of visitor hospital where she pays the medical bills of nigerians who are unable to pay their medical bills sorry i'm on my phone She raised 1.9 million naira, which is $3,000, in 24 hours, and that money has gone into paying for operations and bills. In case some of you, in case you don't know, um, even till today in Nigeria, um, in some hospitals, if you cannot pay your medical bill, if you do not have a money, you know, if you can't make no deposit, they send you back, okay? They do not complete the, they don't do the whole operation, you know, surgery they're supposed to do, whatever, even if you're bleeding, you ain't got no money. Sorry, so you gotta go back, and that's really horrible. That's how many, many, many of our people they die. You know, little some people die from malaria, typhoid, all these things that could be cured like easily. But if you don't have the money, you're sent back home and you left suffering and you die. So I think this is a wonderful thing that Adirwan Kett is doing because we need things like this. So shout out to her. 
Who's your lady? Hi, y'all. Um, this lady must be important because I have a whole technical issue trying to find her. Um, so my lady that I am talking about today is the Arkansas Senator Stephanie Flowers. Um, if you don't know Senator Stephanie Flowers, we're going to put her on the map today. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, she was in Senate talking about the Stand Your Ground Law. Now, if anybody knows anything about the Stand Your Ground Law, that is basically a law that is popular in the South, mm-hmm. um, one of the more popular states that we know the Stand Your Ground Law to be uh, active in is Florida, considering that is the law that allowed George Zimmerman to go free for killing yes. our young king, Trayvon Martin. Now, when we're talking about St- Senator Stephanie Flowers, why she is so important is that she fought with all of her might at a um, Senate meeting, Senate House meeting, over the standard ground law. They wanted to go over the law and pass it like it wasn't an important law. However, this queen made a point, an emphasis of how this law is killing us, killing our our black black boys, our black women, our black men. It is killing us. It is the law that is allowing some of these white races to get away with killing us just based off of their own innate fears. Exactly. Um, She let them have it, y'all. If y'all have not seen that clip, please Google it. I saw it on Amanda Seal's Instagram page. Um, She has it there. If you want to see it, I have saved it. You can DM me, um, and I will send it to you. But she definitely let them have it. She gave them a piece of her mind. I want to shout her out for her bravery, um, her having the courage to speak up, yeah. her having the courage to defy them and to not be silent when they told her to be silent. So yes. give it up for Stephanie. Uh, I'm sorry, Senator Stephanie Flower. Yes, yes. All right, so some of these music, um, low music categories and stuff for the week. What's the new thing out there? So, so, uh, so on. We listened to that, and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not her biggest fan. I love Solange. Okay, I love some of her songs. What was the last song she had that we really liked? Oh, uh, um, oh, I like. I did like a um, a seat at the table. Don't touch my hair. All that you know, like. She has some good songs, but this album, it just sounded like a movie soundtrack to me. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounded like something um, from um, Love Jones. You know, that's what it sounded like. Because I'm not going to listen to this all day and just vibe to it. I just how I felt about it. I like the little instrumentals on, like, an instrumental Which is cool. Vibe. I did not think it was an album. I think uh-huh. she could have released it as like a little EP or some mixtape or whatever. I did not think it was an album. I, it just, a, I think it was that, a new movie soundtrack. Yeah, That's I think cool. some people just get in their bag and be like, we're like, yeah, what is I'm the famous. We were like, okay, which song is this? It was just a lot going on. I mean, I think like, like yeah, it got, it definitely gave y'all vibes on Instagram. A lot of people threw it in their Instagram story and it was nice little background music for whatever task they were completing, but I just, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, it's definitely a, a little vibe, and it's it's on, on its own lane, you know. I guess she's trying to do some of those, which is cool, it's cool. I don't want to, like, say, it's not horrible, it's not bad music, but it's not my cup of tea. I think people be capping with Solange too. You think so? I think that I people, think she just has, she has her fans. I think people will try to make Solange deeper to them than she really is. You don't think she's deep? I think deeper to them, like, like, Y'all, like, Solange is cool. I don't think that she's, like, the face of black music or black women 
Yeah. I feel like every time we go into a salon, she be like, oh, black woman. Like, right. oh, yes. black girl. It's like, come on, she is speaking. She uh, is black queen. Applause. I mean, which is what she is, you know. Salons ain't representing me as a black woman, personally. <laughs> like, no, like, I, I, I like her, shout out to her, give her her aesthetic, but that's not my personal representation. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I agree with that. I agree so with it's that. like, I, I'm not aligned exactly yeah. with Solana, aka SZA, has been in the studio. She's back. Yeah, yeah. She's been in the studio. I'm curious for some SZA music. I am too. Like, I, what's it? What it's gonna be about? Yeah, how um, she gonna give it up? To exactly. Us. Because her Control album went back to the what? It hit back for Billboard. Billboard. Uh huh. I saw on Twitter and people were like, "What's going on, y'all ladies? Why is it back?" You know, like you know her songs about relationships and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, damn, people listen to her shit back then? I didn't think her whole album was like about relationships like that. Not the whole thing. I guess mainly the She had like two real songs. I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it another song. <laughs> Maybe I'll say bye. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll say bye. I like the album. I enjoy it. I, like, I don't like all of the songs, but overall, like, definitely do it. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, like I could it. listen to Control without, mm-hmm. like, without really skipping. I'll probably skip a song with it, too. What song are you skipping? I don't know. I don't know the name, but I know I'll skip this one of the two. Here we go. Girl, I'm talking about skipping. How am I supposed to know how it goes? <laughs> That's not fair. Which songs? You never. I do too. I don't know, but I know I'll skip it. I've tried this her album, but it's a few that I didn't really like that much. But overall, I do like the, you know, her stuff. Her song's really good. Um, What's this one's name? Upsets. That's all four. <laughs> I don't know. As soon as you said Offset, instantly my mind was, Cardi got game on Offset. Cardi got- <laughs>
he needs something to give him a little bit more spice. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like he's really good, producer. like with his features. He's really good. Yeah, I like his wordplay. I do like his flow. Man, I don't know. I just I need something. Maybe it's his features. Maybe he needs to explore another type of like beat, or I don't know. So but you, you think he needs something to spice it up? Did you listen to this spice. album yet? I've listened to bits and pieces. I haven't really like listened yeah, listen to like it like I usually listen. It's not even that I don't like it. Like I'll definitely give it a seven. But I think that like there's no reason I shouldn't be giving two chains of ten. Cause I vibe with yeah. two chains, like two chains, especially when you get on other people's songs. Yeah, you give a strong, uh-huh. you know, strong sixteen. So I don't, I don't know why yeah. I can't get the same energy from him. But um, since it's Women's Month, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. That's uh, that's, that's that's our new favorite. Well, she's my new favorite, like female rapper. rapper. Currently, you know, she just released a song. I think it's called Rico Freak. Yes. You said that so far. I like her. I really like her. So check her out, Megan Thee Stallion. Shout out to Queen Nicki Minaj because she's yes, on tour. Yes, yes, yes. She is. She is. She's doing her thing. And everybody talking about backlash, her. She's doing her thing. Like she's she know what thing. she was doing, and her tour looks amazing. So it I can't is. wait to bring it to it America is. so she can sell out, and yeah. all y'all can stop talking. Yeah, about and it's by herself, right? I mean, Juice World. Oh, Juice World. Juice World. Juice World gonna sing "Lucid Dreams" and get off stage. I don't know what the song is. Oh yeah, that, that's music. That's music. Um, TV shows. What you what you watching, girl? Alright, uh, I watch a lot of things, y'all. I watch so many things, but the thing I'm gonna talk about this week is I'm gonna talk about this is us. I need to watch it. I, I hear so many positive reviews. This like is it's so emotional, amazing. so touching. I don't watch it. It's amazing, and I think it's really more amazing because like they do a really good job with like the black family on the show. Which okay. Is, like, it's the black family, but he's still part of the white family. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. You gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beth and Randall, their love is so authentic and pure. Their kids are so cool. Who's Beth and Randall? They the black the man. Oh, dope. okay, okay. It's yeah. Um, I know his dad was a drug addict. Yeah, that's like season that. two. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, there's like so many layers to that show. But I really like how it's a story. I think there's like he's he's technically adopted. He was adopted into this white family, family. right? Um, and although it's like they didn't whitewash him though, which right. is what I like. Like he's not, he's like, he's like any proper, well-educated black man. Black man. Yeah, it's like yes, he was he was raised in a white family, but it didn't erase his black. Yeah, whatsoever. they didn't take that away. From they him. didn't take that away from him, and I think that's really important too. Like we is he supposed to be like a triplet? Yeah, it's like they're triplets. Uh-huh. It's a whole thing. You really gotta watch, watch the show. It, yeah. But the show is is great, and they just had this episode about Beth, which I really like because I didn't even know Beth is like a West Indian Caribbean. Okay. Um, on the show, like I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, and you know, my my mother Felicia Rashad was um her played mom? her mom. Okay. And it was just great storytelling. Ah. It was great storytelling. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers on what happened in case people really do watch it and mm-hmm. haven't binged or whatever. Um. But it, it, it was just great to see this dynamic. I love when we're able to see dynamics of black womanhood mm-hmm. from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is us. This is my show of the week that I'm suggesting y'all go watch. Okay. For me, I would say um, Grey's Anatomy. We both watched Grey's Anatomy. It's amazing. It's, what, what season is this? 13? 15. 15! Isn't it like almost like the longest run is, it is they it beat, is they beat can, we, can you imagine it's a great show what is it what? Meredith she's awesome I don't like her new love stories that they're trying to yeah, I don't give like her the what's the name the Luca 
I'm not feeling it. Uh, but I love her. Um, who else do I love on the show? I love Jesse Williams on the show because yeah. Jesse is everything. Yeah. I love Maggie. Maggie. Maggie's annoying. She's but annoying, but her. she's coming to herself. She's coming to herself. Yeah, I like her. I like her. I I think I'm liking what's her name? Ariana? No, Ariana. Joe? No, what's the third sister? Oh, Amelia. Amelia. Like Initially, but I'm feeling her a little bit. You know. That's an off-air conversation. We're gonna talk about this episode. But Amelia is coming into her glow. She is. She is. And you know what? She's real. That's something about her. She's real. She's real about her struggle, about her addiction, about her craziness, you know, how she's unstable. She's real about it. You know, I don't, she doesn't hide it, which I like. It's annoying, you know what I mean? She's always back and forth with Owen, but I like that she's real. She's really, like, herself. Um, do, do we, do you miss, what's her name? What's the redhead name? April. April was never my favorite character. Remember, no. we had this discussion when April was leaving. I was like, so long. Yeah. I miss Arizona. I Between her and Therese, that was her wife, right? Yeah. I think I probably like Therese more. Kelly's kind of irritating. I like Arizona more. Yeah. Mm. Therese complained about everything. Bailey. Bailey's annoying this season. Bailey. She annoying this season. But, you know, she's going through it. I mean, I guess she has some type of, like, you know, stress, emotional breakdown. Like, she was too much in her head, and, you know, she also wanted to be in control, and she didn't know how to... Find a balance and to relax. They don't know what that. That's why my one critique of Grey's, which is like aggravating to me, for it to be written by a black woman, yeah. directed mostly by a black woman. I feel like they really struggle with the like the black women, of black women yeah. on the show, which yeah. is like awkward. Because Bailey is like, it's like they they took her into angry black woman, and now they're trying to walk it back, and it's like. The storylines don't make sense. Y'all trying to make us feel sorry for her, but it's like this this stuff yeah. is not adding up. Yeah. Like y'all taking it too many. It's like they places. make all the black women like strong, and then they just also show it as their weaknesses at the same time. Yeah, it's really you know? weird. Um, but yeah, that's a good show. That's a good show. I like that show. No, this show we watch. Oh, you know, let's talk about our ratchet TV show. I'm watching Marriage Boot Camp right now. Mm-hmm. Reality stars. I don't watch any other Marriage Boot Camp. But yeah, that, but yeah. You know, my addiction to love and hip hop brought me there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Tam- oh, and Tammy was even on the shade room talking about how they altered the because um, they had a, a lie detector test. So this is what happened on that episode because I just watched it too. Basically, um, the episode was they did a lie detector test, and the first thing that was kind of funny was Don's fiance asked, "Has she ever cheated on him?" And, and they said that she was lying about lie. saying no. But he believed her. He but said, he I believed, know she never cheated. Yeah, Diana's not cheating. Like, you would just tell. Like, yeah. No, she's not cheating. So, do you feel like, do you feel like maybe during that test, maybe a heartbeat, you know, skipped no, a different that, way? Or they actually just, really try to manipulate I think they would have just manipulated things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, they asked Soldier, is he going to marry Mia within a year? Girl. Soldier said, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? No, he's not. Like, like, we all know that. No, is he's not. Else. Like, they're not even together together. Like, they can't even agree if they're boyfriend and girlfriend or not. No, he's not. The like, only people who are really together on that show is Tammy and Waka. Yeah. Um, Lomo and Lomo's husband. Ooh, you bogus. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but you know it's more bogus because I watched the show and I forgot his name. Yeah. I forgot Dungan. I don't know what his name no. they, Something. Um, Jessica Diamond. Sean. Sean. Who else is on the show? Yeah, Lupe's girlfriend. They dating other people. She's she's pregnant. She's pregnant right now. I'm 
I'm telling you, I've seen it because it was right before the show came out. That they was talking about. But it's not his baby. No, it's not. She said she's in, she's exclusive with another man. Why on the show for the money? But Loki Fist said it in the beginning. Like she just brought me. She just wanted the money. Like she just brought me here on the show for the money. And it's like, why are you pressing him about oh him and what's near? Why are you pressing him about oh him being open to you when you always another man? Why? I'm sorry. You know what was funny to me? What? Last week on the show they did like your deepest fears was like they did some little therapy thing when he was getting a child. Uh-huh. I didn't watch that one yet. And Fizz was on there crying. Oh. Because he evidently wanted to go to the NBA and couldn't. Like, woo! I, 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 I read between the lines. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, that's about Real Housewives from Atlanta. I love that show. Nene did too much. Nene's very doing too much. I don't like that. Like, she's just... No one tells her about herself. Like, she's quick to tell people about themselves. She's quick to, you know, she try to be the judge. She try to fake play. Oh, I'm the mediator. I want peace within the group. I don't want drama. But she low-key be starting drama, okay? She be talking. So it's like, but no one can tell you about yourself because you're tall and big. Like, I don't get it. Nene could never talk to me when she talked to half of those women on the show. And that's just me. I don't care. I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Nene signed a paycheck to her Oh, Because she's technically maybe she an original them. housewife. So she maybe is. she has an executive role. And Probably. she does decide who comes back. And then yeah. it's like, she must sign that paycheck. Because there's no reason for, even the way you say, I hate how Cynthia be at her back and call. She be, Cynthia, go get her out of my closet. Uh-huh. Cynthia, go get I feel like Marlo is the only one like that. Keep it real. Keep it real. The the argues because Marlo's not on the show. show, Okay. Technically, Marlo's like a guest star, so I'm sure she never gets paid what they. Of course, she doesn't. But But since day one, Marlo has kept it real. Initially, Candy was like that. Initially, Candy would go back and forth with it. But now, I guess maybe Candy doesn't want the drama. I don't know. Candy says she ever since that little little threesome thing. She says she don't want that drama ever. But she just she does too much overall. Um, I like Shamia. What's her name? Shamia. Oh, not um, Shamia. Shamia. What's Shamari. Name? Shamari. I was gonna say that's Portia's best friend. Yeah, Shamari. I like her, but you don't like her. I just I don't like you her. Say I say she's like annoying to me. Really? What's annoying about her? She's just too much sometimes. I'm just like Shamari. Could you at your age, please? Too much in what sense? I just feel like she be doing too much. She be saying too much. She don't be. She don't be chill. Sometimes it's like. She's trying to force herself into okay, the storyline. So? Really? I like her. I don't like how she can, how she carry herself as well. And with all the whole drinking throwing up. Yeah, you just know. even how she just, even everything, how she dress, how she do She does not have style. I just, I'm not. She does have style. Like, I don't like what she wore to the wig party. I don't like, I never really care for what oh, she, she wears. That's true. It's just, I don't get it. It's oh. just, it's, it's like straight out. I don't know. It's like AJ Wright fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Like she looked like one of those, like discover. Yeah, like I, I, I just can't deal with her. She don't look like she's been around a lot of famous people. Yeah, exactly. And to, to, to think that she was in the group. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and your husband. So it's, it's not, not like I'm sure y'all have gone to a good number of red carpets. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. But she's out of group. She I love Eva group. though. My birthday twin. Oh, she's your birthday twin. Technically, her birthday's Halloween, but I mean, she is so about. shady though. I love her, but I don't like the fact that. She admits to her shade. She does not meet, admit to her shade. She said, oh, was that shade? I didn't throw no shade. I was just, what's that girl? And her shade be hot. But you know, I think that she's doing that on purpose. I think that, I think that that's the beauty about being a Scorpio. Bye. That is the beauty about being a Scorpio. It's like, oh, I'm going to be sure at your own game. Because if you think about it, when she first got on the show, uh-huh. she wasn't shady like that. But that's how they came in her like. Oh, we gonna shade you, but it wasn't shade. I was just asking the question because uh-huh. that's how she came to her about the whole. I heard you were sleeping with Missy Elliott. Yeah, I heard yeah, you yeah. Doing it. it was just a lot of stuff that they came at Eva. Well, about. they did. Oh, girl, did too much with that. One. And it's just like, but then everybody tried to play it like it wasn't shade. It did it out. When they say this to you, it's not shade. I'm just asking a question. But I think now Eva's like playing that game. With well, it's her. like when they do call her out on it, she acts all. But that's how they it. were acting. I think that's why really? she does that. Yes, like for uh, the long, she, she does it too much for the longest. Uh-uh. I think they just it's just like now they call her out more because her shade is so like blatant. So yeah. like, I think she's playing a game with it. Her shade be like so real. It's like girl, and I enjoy the shade. It's not even it's mean. Like, Shade. It's actually like real shit that she's saying. It's you like know, stage it, real shit. Exactly. You know, shade, shade is just 
Phaedra is just a little bit more coy with it. You know, she's I sassy. With it. I do. I do. I would like to see um, Phaedra in this dynamic of women. I, I still, I have like a deep feeling that Phaedra will come back. back. Man, she fucked up with that lot. Okay, let's talk about that. Because we, you know, we had a podcast. It's just a lot. I just really kind of rewatched all of Girls Lives. Oh, um, Phaedra didn't have Sarah What woman? The one for her kid, the whole her kid and Portia situation. She was the one who started it. Let's she go, she was the one who said. When I rewatched uh-huh. it, what happened was she was talking to Portia. She said, you know, they was going back and forth. Uh-huh. Her candy was starting uh-huh. to be. She said, girl, I mean, shoot. Everybody know they be having little threesomes. This no, it's other. not that lie. That was the lie. No, no, no. You, that was the lie. And then Portia, Portia went back and did too much. It was Portia who really. You flipped it. Portia was the one who went back to Candy. Was like, that's why I heard you was trying to drug me. And then because Phaedra told her, Phaedra that. didn't say she was trying to drug her. She said I heard I, that y'all had a little thing or whatever, whatever, when you was drunk or something like that. Which from the reunion, from when they was talking, something like that kind of did happen. But it was just like, but it was it was Portia that went back getting into it with Candy. Yeah, so, yeah, who Portia. was like. Well, that's why I heard y'all was trying to drug me. And then that's when it became. Yeah. And then she stuck with that. Yeah. She stuck with that. Yeah. Well, y'all had to drug me. Y'all yeah. Had to drug Portia me. definitely did too much. And she was doing too much back and forth. You know, Phaedra should have spoken up when she should have spoken. You know, at but the that, right but, time but to be like. Phaedra didn't to, speak to, up. to be like, girl, I did not say they drugged you. I, you know, I heard they did or whatever. She should have cleared it up then and there. All this would not be happening right now. And, she, and, she, and I feel like that's right why Phaedra didn't say nothing. She was like. But, but, but you know, but based on how. Let's let's be real. Phaedra was definitely on some dirty shit with Kenny. Phaedra Kenny. just let what was boiling up. She's boiling. like, well, I'm just gonna let this keep end of the, boiling, in her mind, and I'm gonna keep on adding fuel fool to the fire. That's what she was doing. Girl, at that reunion, they played Phaedra. I watched that. Girl, when I, saw, I need to watch it again. They played her because Candy already played them from the jump. Let me how tell she you played how. She played them from the jump because she know when the first when thing first came out, didn't nobody take it as you really. Line, all that, but it's like all this women too, they do do this. Like, Portia was a video girl, 